0: Salam everyone. this is Hanan and Haifa and you're listening to hoodies and headscarves Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of our podcast. Today we're going to be talking about what it's like to be a black Muslim woman in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it's a very big part of our podcast, our identity, so we thought it'd be nice for our listeners that are Black and or Muslim to be able to relate to the many things we're going to say. And women. Yes.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of different intersectionalities, I guess, of our identities. Because we are Black, we are Muslim, we are women, mm-hmm. and we are Muslim women who wear hijab, so we are visibly right. Muslim.
0: Exactly. Yeah, so I guess, I don't know, I feel like we could make this like a 10-part series if we wanted to. <laughs> But hmm. at the end of the day, this is probably stuff that we should be telling our therapists. Oh, so we're just going to try and limit it to this one episode for now. Right. And that's this is probably stuff that we're going to be constantly revisiting in our other episodes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so let's get into it. Um, Let's start, like, chronologically, I guess. So, I don't know, when was the first time you, like, realized that, like, you were, like, you know, black, <laughs> like a black Muslim? Like, when was the first time you, like, truly felt? Like all, those all three. identities. At once, yeah. And hijab if you want to let in there. Too. Uh East African. Really I don't know whatever. That
1: I, <laughs> I don't know that I experienced well, to be honest, I'm not really sure. I think as you know, just growing up in my childhood, I when I wasn't wearing hijab, you know, which was just before middle school mm-hmm. first off we grew up in kind of like among other international students, kids. Uh-huh. so yeah, like yeah. our our dad was in indiana for school uh-huh. so we kind of all moved there he was an international student and we were his kids and there were a lot of other families that were like that in our apartment complex neighborhood yeah. whatever so i we kind of grew up around them so it was like i didn't experience being black i just experienced being foreign <laughs> yeah and then in school in elementary school is where i experienced being black because i had other black friends that's nice.
0: i didn't have any black friends you <laughs> really start. i had one and we were like not even that we were friends for like a year maybe that's really sad to think about
1: <laughs> i had two black friends in like second grade maybe and then after that it was kind of um i think they just one moved to a different school the other one i don't even remember what happened to her but yeah we just after that year that was about it <laughs> but yeah And then there was being a hijabi in, like, once I started wearing hijab in middle school is when I kind of, I had one of my friends from elementary school who, like, we were really close. We had, like, one big friend group of, like, five or six girls from all over the place. And we were really close. And then after elementary school, two of them moved away. And then the other, the remaining three of us just drifted apart. I think part of the reason is because I started wearing hijab. So, yeah, so one of my friends who I was really close with in that friend group just stopped talking to me completely. (laughs) Sorry, it's not funny. (laughs) Why are you laughing? No, because but it was actually so sad because, like, there's this one time where... So, our parents knew each other. So, I literally went to, like... I went to Target with my dad and she was there with her mom and they like we ran into each other. Our parents were talking and this entire time she just like didn't look at me. Like she like we were at literally right in front of each other and she decided to hold up a bag of chips in front of her face. (laughs) And just not talk to me at all. It was so awkward. (laughs) <laughs> we're cool now like we we like i uh, reconnected in, in college
0: and it was like it was. it's fine okay. <laughs> so, yeah i don't think i like lost any friends when i started wearing a jab that's no, why i think it was just like i started okay so both of us started wearing hijab in seventh grade mm-hmm. um which was the start of middle school in our district and i think you know maybe i didn't think it through like i feel like now looking back i'm like oh, I just kind of drifted apart from the people that I was friends with in elementary school, but then I'm like, damn, like, what if it wasn't just drifting apart, maybe because they didn't want to associate with me? (laughs) Yeah. Well. well, Yeah, Yeah, it really do be like that sometimes. Yeah. But I think the thing for me was, like, I don't think, like I said, I mean, I wasn't really, like, I didn't feel like anybody stopped hanging out with me because I started wearing hijab. But what I did feel a lot was um, just, like, general, like, not fitting in. Middle school is already so hard for mm-hmm. everyone because you just, you just feel yeah. like you don't fit in. But then the added, like, racism and Islamophobia, like, mm-hmm. I had – there was, like, basically one other hijabi in middle school, and it was my best friend, she had started wearing hijab at the same time as me. Um, and she got some Islamophobic comments. Um, no one ever said anything to my face. But um, I was, like, it was just always, you know, people, white people. Okay, here's the thing. Was our elementary school, like Hanan said, it was, like, we used to live on the campus of the university that our dad was attending and that, you know, Hanan and I both attended. Or Hanan attended, but. So we grew up in a very diverse area, and our elementary school, like, prided itself on being, like, very international and very mm-hmm. diverse and everything. And then the middle school that that school fed into was kind of the surrounding areas. Our town is a college town, very liberal. The surrounding areas are basically Not like so the rest much. of yeah, the rest of Indiana, very conservative, Ooh, very racist. <laughs> yeah. So there were just kids from all over, which is unfortunate because that school had like also like the, the black neighborhoods. Yeah, and that so it was like the gross country i shouldn't say that <laughs> the country kids the black kids the international e kids um so it's just like a lot more white people than i was like i was used to white people but it was just a lot more of them and the racist ones too so it was just like constantly like people just avoiding sitting next to me on the school bus which like at the time I was like, ah, oh. better. Like, okay, and what about <laughs> it? Because I got this seat to myself, and that's really all you want. Right. Um, But then looking back, I'm like, that really, like, that's damaging. Like, literally people going out of their way to avoid sitting next to you on the bus. Like, yeah. literally makes you feel like you have the plague or something. Yeah, I had but, an
1: experience in middle school as well where there are these two, like, white kids in, like, I don't know, it was, like, a photography class or something. And they were just, like, sitting behind me i think and we're like all watching something at the front of the class Mm. and they were just whispering about like my hijab or whatever and i don't even remember what they said but it was i feel like they thought they were good at whispering is the thing but yeah
0: oh you know i totally forgot about this so like that like i said my one friend got like a i think like a bomb comment or something stupid um i one time i was like literally in photography or some dumb class i don't know it was with one of those teachers who like tries to be best friends with the popular kids I, I oh know, lord i know like literally mm, i don't know looking vicariously through them which, <laughs> i don't know but like this one kid literally came in and this kid was like popular literally all the way through senior year and i think senior year he got like exposed for like I don't know, he said that N-word or something, but unfortunately we weren't in school because of COVID. Otherwise, <laughs> probably... Didn't. Anyway, um, but he literally came in and was like something about, oh, I'm a Muslim or whatever. It was like during that Islam unit, during social studies or whatever. It was like they were learning about Islam or the Middle East or something, and he came into the classroom after that social studies class. He came into our computer class or whatever, and he was like something about, I'm a Muslim or something, Allah. I don't even know what it was, but it was oh, something no. that was like that, and then fake... Shot around a machine gun oh, in the classrooms, sound oh effects and all, and I was like, "What the hell?" And so I literally went to the teacher, and I was like, so shy at the time. I went to the teacher, and I was like, "Yo, this kid literally just did this," and she was like, "Oh, okay, I'll take care of it," <laughs> and then did absolutely nothing. Which what? One more? Do we expect from white women? Oh. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, ugh, what else? So people literally just like not sitting next to me. Oh, there's this one time in gym class. I, I'm i not sure I'll ever get over this. <laughs> like I have like moved on to the point where I've like forgiven these people. But mm. Okay, so basically it was a class of like thirty five ish people. Um and I must have been in like eighth grade at the time. I was like I wasn't even that bad of a runner. I was like maybe I want to say like fourth or fifth out of all the girls in the class which I'm pretty sure there are more girls than boys so I was like thir- what, what, fourth or fifth I wasn't out of shape and neither was my friend okay mm-hmm. so we're playing kickball and these two white girls surprise surprise um get chosen to pick teams and guess how many people of color there are in the class I don't know two okay one of them being me the other one mm-hmm. being my Asian East Asian friend who, she was also not, she must have been probably this, you know, roughly the same athletic ability as me. Neither of us were slow. We sure. were both, you know, average if not above average. Mind you, okay, guess who are the last two people to be? <laughs> 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 you two? You two? Yeah. And I was last. Oh, um, Lord. I know. Mind you, there was a guy in that class who... And I'm not here to, I literally don't care what your athletic ability is, but he, I'm pretty sure ran like a 13 minute mile, which like, if you don't know, like, you know, if that's fast or slow, I'm pretty sure you can walk a mile in 13 minutes. (laughs) So there was literally no excuse for those girls to have chosen us last, dead last in the entire class of 35 people. Damn. Yeah. That was like one of those, I don't like to cry in school, but that was one of those like (laughs) You just show up to the lunch table, sad, and you're like, Are you okay? And then the water works (laughs) rolling. It was one of those situations, unfortunately. (laughs) I'm okay now.
1: Yeah, I feel like another thing is like when you're a hijabi in a gym class, you don't, you can't dress like everybody else, you know? Because you're, you're gonna be the only one who's like in like, I feel like we were wearing like yoga pants and like Mm -hmm. long sleeve. Actually, sure, these it's pants like the pants
0: that I have on right now are the same pants that I wore in middle school just <laughs> yeah Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So I stuck out like a sore thumb, but literally no reason for them not picking me last.
1: Yeah, I don't think I don't think I have any stories from
0: high school. Really? Oh yeah, 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 but one more thing is like I wish I kind of wish someone had told me this sooner. Is that like when you're a hijabi, you like. You really, really, really need to go out of your way to,
1: to like, not be extrovert.
0: Yeah. Because, like, nobody, like, nobody wanted to. That was, that's, like, another thing to, I mean, to add on to the things that I was saying earlier. Nobody wants to talk to you. <laughs> as <laughs> awful as that is, like, nobody is going to, like, ask you to be their partner, want to, you know, want you to be on their team. Mm-hmm. I had, maybe the entirety of high school, I had two people, like, approach me and mm-hmm. like a and one was like the f- it was like the first day of school at lunch i was trying to find my friend i had found one of my friend groups and i was trying to find the other one that i was closer to and this group of girls like seniors i'm assuming was like yo do you want to sit with us and i was like no i'm okay but thanks and the other time was like a during a club thing but other than that like no one has ever you know yeah come up and talk to me like literally anything yeah so i wish i had I've literally been shy basically my entire life. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I wish I had been, you know, encouraged to get out of my shell. I
1: feel like that's also, like,
0: a foreigner
1: thing. Like, I feel like a lot of foreign parents are have the mentality of, like, girls should be mm-hmm. seen and not heard. Yeah, yeah. So, I feel like that didn't help our, like, social development. Mm-hmm. But that's
0: another, you know. that's another topic. That and us literally not even being allowed to leave the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so on top of, like, just, like, not belonging to the general population of our school and society and, like, all of that, there's also, like, the added factor, of like, not fitting into any of your what would you call it, like, identity groups? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I mean, our luckily our mosque was like relatively diverse. We only had like one mosque in our town. So it was like, I don't know if there ever was racism there. Maybe we were too young to notice it or too naive or mm-hmm. I don't know. But that was like, okay. Um, we can talk about like fitting into the like, black community um so this is like always first of all there were barely any black people in our town yeah in our schools in our schools yeah so i really my first like actual black friend i guess like you know very very close friend i got in middle school um and i was in like one of those like lame advanced programs for nerds and she was like the only other black kid there i think actually now i'm thinking about it so we became friends and then we're actually still good friends to this day um appreciate but um that like being in that little bubble and then as i got into high school being like the gross like (laughs) the honors ap kid whatever Mm -hmm. like we literally just barely had time to interact with any other black students So, and even when I did interact with them, say, at, like, the black, you know, there's, like, a black student group kind of extracurricular activities I would meet during school. Like, it was so hard for me to find a way to relate to any of them because we obviously, like, we didn't grow up with black culture. Yeah. And that's the thing is sometimes you would hear, or I would hear, some of the black kids say, like, black, I mean, African-American kids, I would hear them make comments about, like, africans and just weird not necessarily like bad things like one time i heard this group it was like in my like equivalent of like homeroom i think um but it was just once a week yeah so it was just once a week um but there's this group of black kids in mine and or maybe it was i don't even know what the situation was but um i heard them talking about they were like I don't know. Aren't Africans like darker than us? Like dark? I don't even like it really? was really dumb, <laughs> and it was weird because the guy that it was coming from, like he was like very much dark skin. <laughs> so I don't know what. The what point they're teaching of that- him at home? <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: Did you ever hear like anybody say like booty scratcher or whatever?
0: No, about Africans. Me I either. Like I didn't realize that, that that was
1: a thing until. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, we like. Oh, there also weren't many African kids. Yeah, at our school either let alone east african so yeah and that's the thing is like if you wanted to fit in with the black kids which i I still don't feel like i ever did um but you had to like learn black culture black culture being african-american culture which i feel like we still had to do even though we like you know we never even i really didn't even have that many black friends until i came to college yeah but i still felt the need for some reason to Be you know, have that and be able to fit in, yeah, so that I would be able to fit in with the black kids. But even when I was in like black spaces, like I remember going to like diversity events Mm -hmm. at you know, wherever, just whenever I was in around a lot of black kids, I remember feeling so uncomfortable because like I couldn't relate to anything, yeah. And also, they kind of like if you wore hijab, uh, even still today when we go to. Like black events in Boston, I feel like people see us and they see the hijab and they like, yeah. It's just the same. I don't want to. I don't want to compare them to white people, but like it's the same. Very much. Let me keep my distance. Mm-hmm. I don't know about them. I don't really know that I want to go talk to them. Maybe they just think we don't know English.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: um, I think
1: I feel like with you, you also don't look. You know how there's like quote unquote African American features? Mm-hmm. Like people just look black.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like you look kind of ambiguous, mm. racially ambiguous. Because I think that quote unquote black features are just West African yeah. features at the end of the day. Honestly. And but then we don't. Oh, because like I have the hijab on so they can't yeah. see my black. Oh. Yes. Yeah. They can see <laughs> black. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, but so I feel odd. like
1: I. First off, I'm a little bit darker than you. Mm. And then I think I. I don't know. We we kind of do look alike, but I feel like my features are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But I feel like people can tell that I'm black oh, from my face, and I feel like you're I'm a little bit more racially today. Today. In- That's ambiguous. Crazy. And I have a friend who has who's the exact same way. She she is um, East African as well, and her sister looks quote unquote more black than her. Mm-hmm. So people will like think she's like Indian or something, mm-hmm. but like her her sister is clearly black. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be part of it, and then you throw on a hijab on, it makes it even right. more confusing, I guess. Um, that's crazy. So people, people literally could have been thinking
0: that I was like Indian. <laughs> I, was I don't know about that, but <laughs> mm, that's crazy. But yeah, yeah. Because even like even when I made like you know my first <laughs> black friend, she well like we really only started talking about like black things like our hair and you know, our thoughts on cultural appropriation, just, like, different things that are relevant to Black people. Mm -hmm. We really only started talking about them when I brought them up. Like, she never brought up natural hair, and it's not like, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. particularly care, but, like, I had to be the one to bring up natural hair Mm -hmm. for us to actually begin a conversation about it. So that's the thing. It's like I never, you know, obviously never really felt quite like we belonged in Black spaces either
1: yeah i think i don't know i feel like when people look at a hijabi the first thing that they see is hijab even if you mm-hmm. could be, you could be like hella dark like dark skin and clearly like like west african or like i guess more obviously black mm-hmm. but they still see a hijabi first you know
0: yeah and that's the thing it's like i feel like if i didn't wear a hijab i could have easily made lot my black friends mm-hmm. like so easily but it is what it is and on that note, I guess we can talk a little bit about what it's like being black in Muslim spaces. hmm Yeah. So, like we mentioned earlier, our mosque has always been pretty diverse. So, you know, I wouldn't say that we've had a lot of problems with that. I mean, I yeah. everybody speaks in their own language. So mm-hmm. maybe they've been talking about us on their backs. But I feel like I don't think we've encountered any type of blatant like, racism or microaggressions mm-hmm. with Muslims, thankfully from no. that. But I mean at the end of the day, there's always gonna be, you know, just like subtle things of like Arab superiority. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Just things like that in every Muslim community.
1: Yeah, that's that kind of happens wherever you are, I feel like.
0: Mhm. So I guess now we can talk about microaggressions. Maybe we should define what a microaggression is first. Okay, a microaggression
1: is a statement, action, or incident regarded as an instance of indirect, subtle, or unintentional discrimination against members of a marginalized group, such
0: as a racial or ethnic minority. So just like little comments, little... Not always comments, it can be just... I don't know, anything someone does to like make you uncomfortable. Sometimes. It has to do with your your identity right. as well. Yeah. So I know one that I got or one that Hannah and I get a lot. Um I don't know if we mentioned this before, but we skate, like we longboard. So we started during quarantine, so we just been kinda mm-hmm. skating all around town in our hometown and then also we skate around in Boston at times. And one that we get a lot from, it's usually old white women for some reason, um, is the you're so strong. Oh my Is God. that kind of a microaggression? I guess so. It's like, it's just such an odd, like literally, we, you know, we like don't you... say anything to these people and we're skating, literally cruising past them as they're walking the other direction and they'll like, not like stop us, but they'll be like, you're so strong. <laughs> like do i okay yeah like like what do you what do you mean by that did, right i don't know it sometimes it feels like pity like i don't know what do i don't know what mean? it like, is like i'm literally just skating i don't know and i think that that's them trying to be like oh you're so resilient for being for looking like that in and doing it today's and the world like i don't even know it's just weird i didn't ask for it i didn't want it like, no
1: I'll pass. <laughs> um one that I've gotten is like in college just getting asked if I was an international
0: student. Like, just because I'm just because 'cause I'm a, <laughs> a hijabi doesn't mean I'm not from here. Right. They just assume that a hijab means that you don't speak English. Like yeah, I don't know where don't they got the connection from, but um, on a similar note, I <laughs> a story about um when i went to go get i think it was my permit test because i feel like you were there with me but i showed up to the bmv um to get my no no no, it was my driving test for my permit or Mm -hmm. for my license i mean but basically i go up this is like my third time (laughs) my third try so i'm like are (laughs) you very nervous and, like, the thing about microaggressions is that half the time you don't even process them until, until like, later. hours, if yeah. not days later. And you're like, hold on a second. But I remember I go up and I have my little ticket because I got called; It was my number. And I was, like, n- I'm about to pee my pants because so, <laughs> it was, like, my last try before I had to wait two months. But I go up and it's this woman. She looks she looks white. But she had, like, dark black hair. So I was like, I don't know. She looked maybe, like italian or something i don't know <laughs> but i was like okay so um and she was like she like didn't even she like glanced at me and she was like looking down at her paper and she was like okay are you here for to transfer an international license and i was like huh and i was like no i'm here for my like my license test like i have a permit and I did, you know whatever. yeah and she's like You're oh okay and then i think she was like i don't know if she was embarrassed or what but she just stayed silent the whole time and then I went and did my lessons and like I said, like I didn't even process it until like hours later and I remember was just like being so offended. and I still <laughs> am offended. Like the fact that she looked at me, she was like, ugh, you're not from here. Like I was born and bred in southern Indiana. I can sing the entire course to International Harvester. Like you don't even know me. <laughs> Wait. You gotta give some context. What is International, international Harvester? Harvester? It's it's just a song about an international harvester. He's <laughs> his he has a daughter. Or, no 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 a, please give us a I sing it. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my god, come on. All right. I'm a hard working oh wait. I'm a some hard working combine driver, hogging off the road on my papa pu- papa pu- plower, pu- pu- chugga lugg'a of five miles an hour <laughs> I'm a... International <laughs> harvester. It's a great song. Really check it out if you can. Oh lord. Um. um okay. But yeah, like I literally have lived here my entire life, and for her, I'm sure if I didn't have my hijab on, she just would have been like, ah.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and the thing no is, logic. the thing is, that exact same thing has happened to me. <laughs> that same DMV. I don't. It probably was the same woman too. I don't know. Hmm. But I literally, I, when I was going, I don't remember if it was for my driver's
0: test or just going to get my permit, whatever.
1: They asked me if I was there to get an international license,
0: <laughs> which yeah. I don't actually even know what that is. does. That mean like you come from another country with your license? The, I think like you can there? drive
1: in another country, but like you're trying to get like be able to drive in the U.S. too mm-hmm. now because you're here. You right. Know? Right.
0: Okay. That's what I figured. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know. Yeah but uh ooh, what else just general discrimination <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> like, that <it's>, too <laughs> that
0: sounds like there have been times where okay this sounds really bad but I have had like six or seven jobs ooh. 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 um and I am only 19 um to be fair a lot of them were like temp jobs like you know things in retail for like two months or so summer jobs here and there whatever and I have, I've come, I've gotten to the point where I have so much experience in like different industries that yeah. it should be should be relatively easy for me to literally get a job anywhere, like not part time, not- yeah, yeah, part time summer job kind of thing. But sometimes I literally get rejected for jobs, and that's like not even me being like cocky or like entitled. I'm just like, there's yeah. literally no reason for you not to even give me, like, an interview. Yeah. Which is no, the,
1: the same thing has happened to me. When I first moved out here to Boston, I was, like, looking for a part-time job, and I walked into this, like, flower shop, and I just looked around, and it looked like it said, I think they had, like, a hiring sign or something. I don't remember. But I was like, you know what? Let me try and get a job here. So I call the store number, and it's, like, this white guy picks up, at least he sounded white. I don't know. But some guy picked up and he was like, I was asking him about if they had any openings, whatever. Mm. And he was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Just text me your name and availability at this number. Mm. So he seemed like pretty like enthusiastic about like, yeah, you could definitely work here. Just like, let's set up an interview, you know? Mm -hmm. So I text him and my name is Hanan. And I have a very Arab last name. Mm, yeah. So, you know, I like texted him my name and I just didn't get any response. Mm. So, <laughs> well. yeah. And we had mm-hmm. talked on the phone and he seemed like hype about like giving me getting me an interview and whatever. And it seemed like it wouldn't be a problem. But then he just saw my name and yeah. then decided, you know what? Never mind. Yeah.
0: And that's the thing is like, because we grew up in the Midwest and we didn't grow up around a lot of black people or just like you know we sound kind of you know quote-unquote white i mean obviously at the end of the day you can't sound like a race Mm -hmm. but american yeah yeah we have fully american accent accents in every way shape form so it's just i don't know so like similarly i guess i don't know it's not that related but i wanted to touch on this real quick and we were talking about like our voices and how we sound very american i feel like for the longest time when you spend you know the vast majority of your your time you know feeling like an outsider feeling like you don't belong feeling like nobody you know cares for you to come in and join them you try and do everything in your power to control the things that you are in power of if that makes sense like you can't control what your skin looks like if you're Mm. you know if you're a muslim you have you know at the end of the day. kinda have to wear hijab. Um, you kinda have to dress modestly. So then but you can still control the way you speak, maybe the way that you're dressing. Mm-hmm. You know, you dress modestly but still like fit into, you know, what is acceptable for yeah. a quote unquote American. So I feel like for the longest time I did things because I didn't want to stick out. Like even like, skating. When I got into skating, like, I had to, like, let go of some, like, I don't know, feelings of not wanting to stick out even more. Yeah. Um, sometimes when I get dressed, I, like, you know, have recently come to really enjoy, you know, streetwear. Um, and sometimes that can make you stick out in a sea of white people who don't know how to dress. <laughs> um, but, I don't know. I think I can finally appreciate being, you know, yourself. Yeah, exactly. And like not caring about what other people think and how I should, you know, dress or look or sound or all of that. Yeah, yeah. But back to the point about like hiring and stuff like that. I always thought like I don't know why it didn't dawn on me until like recently when I was talking to Henan, but um, I always thought when I checked that box on the job application that said like oh I'm black or. You mm-hmm. know, if I say if I put my name and it says it sounds ethnic, okay, well, I knew that the name thing was, like, you know, people are more likely to reject black names. But I always thought, I was like, oh, we're in a new age, affirmative action, is like, I've, you know, been a big thing recently. People are going to want to hire black people. Yeah. I don't know why it didn't dawn on me that, like, people are not going to want to hire me. So, I feel like, and we're constantly stuck in, like, comparison to... Especially as a business student, everybody's constantly competing for the same, like, you know, few internship opportunities. Yeah. So you're always, like, comparing yourself to white people. And you're like, why can't I, you know, why are they getting these opportunities and this and that and whatever, whatever. And I'm sitting here, like, struggling to, you know, get. Get an interview. Yeah, exactly. And then you really just have to realize that we're not on different we we, You're not on on the same same plane field yeah because at the end of the day these people's families have probably been here for generations they, <laughs> they have built, connections they have networks the backs of other people <laughs> yeah that too yeah. um so yeah i think that's also been like something difficult to, to come to terms with there's yeah.
1: also there's also i feel like when it comes to like the job search and stuff people are comparing themselves to you too they think that like they don't expect you to have those opportunities as or to be competitive for these types of things either mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like um i had this one experience where i had an interview with like a relatively like well known like you know it was it was kind of a big deal to have a an interview with this with this firm right mm-hmm. So I'm, like, going in, like, right before my interview, just waiting, like, in this office where they have the whole all of the interviews, whatever. Mm-hmm. And my professor walks in with one of my classmates, and they see me say hi. And then he, like, I'm obviously wearing, like, business professional clothing. Like, I'm clearly here for an interview or whatever. And he's like, oh, who are you interviewing with? And I was like, this company. And then the kid, who is this white, classmate, a guy, probably a frat frat boy, I don't know, for sure. But anyways, he just, like, looked at me, gave me, like, a kind of, like, hmm, like, Mm. face, kind of like a stink face, I don't know. (laughs) But he was like, hmm, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. And it was like, I just kind of, like, I don't know, uh, uh, reaction. Mm. Because it's like, why are you doing that? Because, like... You think that I don't deserve this? Or, like... I don't know. Like, if it was if it was his peer, like, that exchange definitely would not have happened, you know? Yeah. But it, because it was me, a black hijabi woman, Muslim woman,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's like, hmm, I'm surprised that you, you know, got this,
0: this interview. Yeah. People are constantly underestimating us. Yeah.
1: And overlooking, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Ugh. The number of times that... Okay, so, like, our... Or my school is just it's not it's not known to be particularly diverse, right? <laughs> um, so the number of times just in like my first year of business school alone, I have been just talked over, dismissed, like everything under the sun, and sometimes actually probably more often by white women, as bad as that. Is. <laughs> I know. Um, but honestly, I can only imagine that it'll get worse. I really don't see it getting any better any better than it already is, which is unfortunate. But that's just the reality thing, and Yeah. But okay. Positives. Let's try and turn this around. <laughs> <laughs> um You qualify for a lot of diversity <laughs> initiatives. But True. I mean, at the end of the day it was really just to level out the playing field, so I don't know if that's I positive as much as it is an equalizer. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but do, do they really equalize right. anything? Mm. There's hella. I feel like so Haifa's business school is the same one that I graduated from mm-hmm. last year. Right. So we both went to the school, and I still feel like oh, like they have they had plenty of like scholarships for minorities and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I still there. It's still way too much of a minority. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like obviously the they're there so that. More black and minority students can get in, but one that's still a very small number of students, and two you're still getting discriminated against. Yeah, by everyone else.
0: Yeah, the school has done very very little to actually. I mean, I'm sure there are people there that are trying to make it better, mm-hmm. like groups and organizations and faculty and stuff like that. But so far there has been very little done to I don't know make sure that the rest of the student body. Um, is educated enough to recognize <laughs> the awful things that they are doing to the students of color, but hopefully, inshallah, gets better.
1: Yeah. So the on the on the one side, you are getting paid to go to school there if you get right. one of those scholarships. But like, if it wasn't for that scholarship, there's no way that you would want to go there. Right. It's that bad.
0: Yeah. Just PWI things. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. What are some other positives? Resilience, <laughs> character build development. Character. Oh. That's the thing. Is like sometimes I'm like, maybe I don't want to move to like a Muslim country because how are my kids gonna build character?
1: Oh. <laughs> is that really your thought
0: process? Sometimes,
1: sometimes. <laughs> mm. I mean, it does prepare you for like the real world. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know about supposed, but okay.
1: No, I mean like, cause there's always the PWI versus HBCU debate. Oh, you know, because like if you go to an HBCU, like obviously you're going to feel more accepted by the people you're surrounded by because they look like you. So when you step out of that bubble into the real world, it's definitely different. Yeah. But then PWIs are kind of crappy. Yeah. Don't really matter where you are as a hijabi, though. (laughs) Right.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, screw toxic like positivity. There's not always a positive right. to everything. Um, that's not to say that we're like... We would prefer not to be, you know, black or Muslim or whatever. Or hijabi, yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just... It is what it is. Yeah. Those things come with the job description.
1: Yeah. I think it's also just because we are all three of those things. We're yeah. mu- visibly Muslim. Yeah. Black and women. Mm-hmm. So... It's kind of hard to, like, distinguish, like, what how you're treated and, how like, what part of your identity that is because of, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I, like, I somebody t- was telling me that, like, oh, I talked to this one hijabi and they were like, oh, I think wearing hijab is, like, keeping me from getting promoted or from, like, this professional opportunity, whatever. And they're like, do you feel, like, do you feel the same way that, like, your hijab is, like preventing you from excelling in this aspect and i was like well i don't know because i can't just chalk it up to my hijab i'm also a black woman like you're you're getting discriminated against but you don't know you can't there's no like you know what that person discriminated against me because i'm wearing hijab or that person discriminated against me because i'm a woman or that person discriminated because i'm black right you just don't know (laughs) (laughs) it could be a combination Mm -hmm. of all those things it could be like one or the other but like Just because of the intersectionalities of each of those things in your identity, it's like you you just it's impossible to tell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's like even the microaggressions. So, you get the microaggressions for being black or Muslim and black and Muslim, black or Muslim. I don't even know. But then you also get just regular microaggressions for being black, you know, when we're, you know, we have our hair out and we're in Muslim spaces. We have people constantly asking us to switch our hair. And oh then... yeah. There have been a couple of
1: instances where I've just been in like you know there's like the sisters parties or like just all yeah. girl parties where I was I would wear my hair out and I was asked if I if it was my real <gasps> hair. I got asked once if it was a wig.
0: <gasps> yeah. No. Yep. And the thing is, it's like them non-black people that be wearing wigs more often than (laughs) than we do to them I shouldn't say that (laughs) um but it's just you can't win (laughs) yeah there's no winning yeah and the thing is for a while I was like I thought it was just my small town in Indiana that was like that um and I was like okay things will be better in Boston it's a big city there's got to be more people of color there and it's like it's really not 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 much different. Like more of the same. Yeah, Boston is not as diverse as I hoped it would be. And the weird thing about Boston is like, all the employees for a while, for the like first week I was here, all the only store employees that I ever saw were black. It was so it was like some type of get out situation (laughs) (laughs) where all the all the people that were shopping in the store were white and all the employees were black. It was so weird. Um, but. Where was I going with that? Yeah, Boston is like people. Even when we're skating down the street, like people are constantly like staring, and it's like mind your business. Like, it's just more of the same. I'm not. sure I'm pretty sure it's like, and I and I. The thing is like our town is liberal. You know, yeah, relatively. So that's it's what not Boston like, is too, though. Like it's yeah. it's Boston is liberal, but it's still very white. Yeah, you can't even chalk it up to, oh, it's just, you know, the racist white conservatives. Like, the white liberals are just, just as bad. It's unfortunate. There's also just how dumb Indiana <laughs>
1: is. Like... Yeah. Okay, the fact that you could drive around Indiana, small towns town. in Indiana...
0: Or a little liberal town, too.
1: Oh, yeah, and... Yeah, true. And you'll see, like, confederate flags uh, when... Indiana was not part of the Confederacy. It's like
0: not, no No. No. We were part of the Union. That didn't happen. And they say what, what's the hate thing, the thing? Heritage not hate? Yeah. How does it? it doesn't even it's not your heritage. That's the entire no. <laughs> like I wasn't that a thing at our high school. Like somebody brought yeah. in a Confederate flag. National news baby. <laughs> yeah, that was embarrassing. Truly. I just wanted to say that like some of the these stories that we've mentioned are funny, but at the end of the day, it's like it's traumatizing. <laughs> like it is not easy being a Black Muslim woman. No. And these things like especially if you don't um address them, yeah, like these things can have like a big impact on your like psyche. Like that's a lot of trauma that you're going through.
1: Yeah. When you're...
0: Yeah, and I was just talking to my friends about this. It's like we're going us, as, like, young black Muslim women, or black and or Muslim, anything, women even, we, like, go through, like, all these, like, traumatizing things, whether it's microaggression or blatant Islamophobia, misogyny, you know, racism, all of the above, and our, like, we don't know how to process it, so we don't, you know? Or our yeah. only frame of reference for how to go about these things, um, is our friends and our older siblings, who, of course, are also children, mm-hmm. um... And yeah, I was like, I was going through the same thing just four years earlier than you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that had, like, a horrible, horrible impact on, like, our mental health. Like, I know, personally, mm-hmm. just, like, never feeling like you belong. Like, of course it's going to cause, like, really horrible self-esteem issues. Um, yeah. For me, dependence, codependency. <laughs> yeah. On a certain sibling. Mm-hmm. Oh. mm Anxiety loneliness like these things can to get like serious if you're not addressing them yeah so of course obviously if you have you know been through something similar consider seeking therapy getting help um because it's not it's not something that you should you know have to go through alone you know mm-hmm. but yeah
1: yeah i think as black muslim women we kind of get flack i guess from all corners or from all directions Mm -hmm. you have you're getting discriminated against by white people you're getting discriminated against by like other muslims in the sense that there's like that arab supremacy Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and racism within the muslim community and then there's like not fitting into the black community right and then just all of these different, like, I don't know, people, things just coming at you from all different directions. together to try
0: and destroy you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. No. And what doesn't help is when people tell you that you're so strong. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it makes us resilient. Would have asked for privilege instead of resilience, but that's okay. <laughs> um. I don't
1: know. I think this is a good place to stop, to yeah. be honest. Um. Thank you all for listening. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed our first episode.
0: Yeah. If you and have anything to add, we'll probably any comments. A, a post on Instagram, on our Instagram at hoodies and hoodiesandheadscarves. Feel free to join the conversation. Let us know your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we hope that you
1: tune in for our next one. Thanks for listening. This is Hoodies and Headscarves.